0: It's another day in the coverage season underground lair. We're mixing it up again. It's the week five preview. Uh we got a good one. Welcome back, welcome back, y'all. It's your boy D dubs.
1: And of course, I'm here with my guy, Easy Ollie. Let's get into it. Week five. We got the top five games of the week. I ain't going front, yes, Ollie. I ain't going front. The last the last couple weeks, we've been spot on. With picking the, the, the top five games of the week. Scores a little so so, but as far as the actual games themselves, we've been doing a good job. Let's keep it rolling. Let's give yep, them what
0: they want. Yep, yep. All Let's right, first up, we got the Jags and the Panthers. Uh, they're Man. playing in Carolina. Um, they're going to be in Carolina. Um, I know Cam Newton again. Uh, Christian McCaffrey, he's going to have The Rock. He's going to be the guy, the engine that flows. Um... I've got the Jaguars, man. I got the Jaguars uh coming out on top 24-21. I think it's going to be kind of close. I think both teams are going to get in the end zone a few times. Um but at the end of the day, I think it's going to matter uh you know about the quarterbacks and I think that Gardner Minshew, he's got a good groove right now. He's got some rhythm going with him. Uh so I think he's going to lead them to a victory.
1: Uh I agree with you, though. So I think I do think that the Jags are going to get this. Um, but I don't think the Panthers are going to score that much. Um, defensive, defensively, I don't think they could really hold the Jaguars. I think the Jaguars are going to score 24, and uh, I think the Panthers are only going to get 10. I, offensively, I don't, I don't think they could hold it together. Um, even though their their quarterback Kyle was, he, he could he could hold something. But let's see how much he could hold against the Jags and this defense.
0: You don't, you don't think uh, McCaffrey gets in the end zone more than once?
1: um maybe once probably definitely once at least uh but we're going to have to see um they've been he's the only he's the only one getting in there uh DJ Moore has been quiet that was a little quiet um he had a couple catches but we're going to have to see how this passing game turns out they need to get the receivers the ball um their their passing game is abysmal so we're going to have to see what's going on
0: oh uh, yeah um i i agree and uh you know that McCaffrey's the only one getting in the end zone but they they really don't have much i mean I'm not Curtis Samuel and those guys I'm not really a big fan of their uh you know receivers right now i think that uh you know they need more around McCaffrey mm-hmm. uh but you know we'll we'll see what happens i i i think that they end up scoring i think McCaffrey you know he's a dual threat back he he's good at receiving um he can make plays after catching it. Um, he definitely can, you know, run the football efficiently, Uh, you know, even b- behind a subpar offensive line. Yeah. Uh, so we'll see. We'll, we'll see. So um, the next game, which is, I think, a huge game, uh, not only right now for uh, the two teams in their respective divisions, but I, I just think as a whole outlook of the NFC in the long run for the playoffs. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. we got the Cowboys and the Packers in Lambeau. Um, it's going to be a big game. Um, who you got? They're playing. They're playing in Lambeau or they're playing in in Dallas. They're they're playing. They're, oh, you're right. You're they're playing. At, they're I'm playing in they're Dallas. Playing Dallas. They're
1: playing in Dallas.
0: They're playing in Dallas, actually. Yep.
1: You're, they're they're in the dome. Yep. Because I I had to think about this a little bit because um the Cowboys. I mean, even though they were on a hot streak coming in, um uh, the last couple of weeks, they they were they were exposed um but. Packers have had their number inside of the at t Stadium the last three matches that they had over there. So I think Aaron Rodgers coming back healthy um, with some he's got some receivers. He's got he's, his running game is is becoming solidified with Jones in the backfield. And I think I think that they're good. They're gonna take this one. Uh, and I have the, them winning this um, 28 to 21. I do think the Cowboys are, are going to be able to you know. Gets get some some things going, but I don't know how consistent they're gonna be. It ain't gonna be continuously free flowing like we've seen the last couple of games. They're gonna struggle. Um, I want to see how Zeke is gonna do this game, how he's gonna bounce back. You know, last week he only had 45 yards in the rushing game. Um, that's his. That was his worst game ever um, in the league. So let's see how they do. But I do have the Cowboys coming. other uh, the Packers coming out on top.
0: You know I love the Cowboys right now. I, I, I've been saying for weeks they're the best team in the NFC.
1: Um, I know it hurts for you to say because you're a Giants fan, but it's okay.
0: It does. It does. It really hurts. And you know, the one thing I can say about the Cowboys is even though I, even though they were you know held back a little bit in the passing game and running game against New Orleans, uh, they're in trouble. Uh-huh. Um, I think that the loss to New Orleans and now coming up to play Aaron Rodgers, who is is kind of getting in rhythm. I, I think that you know, truth be told, Aaron Rodgers hasn't been playing that well this season. He has a lot of yards, uh, no doubt, but he's just now getting in rhythm. So I think that you know they got a big test ahead of them. The Cowboys do, um. I had to really think about this. I know they're at uh, home. They, they have an advantage um, playing in the Dome, not outside. Uh, but I have the same score, man. I think the Packers come out 28-21. I think that the what's going to kill them, the, the Cowboys is at the end of the game, once they tie the game up 21 apiece, I think that they're going to give Aaron Rodgers one more chance and and that's one thing as a, as a defense you just never try to give Aaron Rodgers one more chance. Yeah, and I think that that's what's going to happen and and the the, the Packers are going to put up some points. Yep. The, I mean the Cowboys the, the Cowboys have a chance. I mean Ezekiel Elliott has a chance to give them something on the ground this week. Uh the Packers mm-hmm. haven't been playing well against the run. Uh you know, as far as getting some sacks and getting turnovers and uh you know playing good in coverage. They have not been running the uh you know uh playing well in the run game. So the Cowboys with that offensive line and Zeke and uh now the chance to even get uh Tony Pollard some carries, they have a chance to uh you know get better and and, and run the football against Green Bay. So they definitely have a chance, but ultimately, I think you know Aaron Rodgers gets the uh, you know the final drive. And he leads the Packers to victory, and they and they win 28-21, beat the Cowboys.
1: Yep, yep. They definitely got exposed by the Saints, so we're going to have to see how they follow up this week. But our next game actually involves the Saints, the Bucs versus the Saints. Now, this is going to be a matchup because the Bucs are coming off hot um, from their, their, last, their last week, and also the Saints are coming off hot off their last week. Um, both teams are looking to throw the ball downfield. Um, Teddy Bridgewater has, is trying to get his feet under him, um, trying to, you know, get Michael Thomas in the end zone. Um, he, he's, he, hasn't reached that, co- um, connection yet with his receivers that Drew Brees has as far as being able to connect, uh, swiftly and consistently to move the ball downfield at will. Um, I think he, he's still trying to fi- you know, get there, but he is making plays and I, and I do think that, um, the Saints are going to give him a tough time, but who's going to guard Mike Evans? That's the real question because they ain't got they got no corners, and none of them can hold the water with an empty cup. I can tell you that right now. The Bucks are going to go. I know you've been saying Jameis Winston is is trash, but he's done one thing right and one thing right all season, and that was getting Mike Evans the ball, and I think he's going to do that again on Sunday. So I've got the Bucks coming out on um on this one, um. 24 to 14.
0: As much as it pains me to say this, I think the Bucks are going to win the NFC South. Oh, for sure. Because it, it's been wide their open. Defense, their defense is playing at a high level. Yes. Um, even in the back end. Even mm-hmm. in the back end. And, and uh, uh, I say this over and over again. It, to play efficiently in the back end, you need to have help up front. And mm-hmm. their front seven... Shaquille Barrett and Domkins, who those guys have been playing lights yep. out. Shaquille um, Barrett they, has been they, playing really well. You know, he he he's been a terror. Um, you know, all season long so far. Um, you're right. You're right. There's only one thing that needs to be done to this game, and that's throw the ball up to Mike Evans. Um, <laughs> I don't think there's been a defensive back that's been able to stop him all season so far. Um, oh, I, also- I have. I know they're playing in. I know they're playing in New Orleans, and I know. I know. It's hard to win in New Orleans. But mm-hmm. I think that, you know, the secondary is not as good as they think they are. And I mm-hmm. think that they uh they lose to the Bucks
1: 38-21. Yeah, and I, I think uh Chris Godwin is also gonna step up again this week. He had a good week last week. Um let's see, let's see how they do. Uh and on to the next game of the week. We got the Browns versus the Niners. Now this is a game that I really want to watch. Um, one, because the Niners are still undefeated, and two, um, the Browns—they're trying to prove something. You know, coming off back-to-back wins, um, they are trying to build momentum. Um, the Browns last or the last week, uh, he, uh, Baker Mayfield didn't throw any interceptions. No interceptions, which was a good thing. This is the first time that you know uh, Baker Mayfield didn't look too much in a panic. Um, he, he was scrambling a little bit, but with the 40, with the Niners coming coming in undefeated, we're gonna see how that, that's gonna shake up their confidence. Um, it's the first team that they're coming up uh, going up against that has an undefeated record, other than the season opener. But we're gonna have to see. Uh, the Niners' offense has been okay. Uh, you know, your Jimmy uh, Jimmy Garoppolo um, has been playing fairly decent um, as of late, but we're gonna have to see. I do have the Browns winning this one. Um, I have the Browns winning this one 28 to 24. I think it's gonna be close. I think the running the running games are gonna be able to establish themselves. I do think they're gonna be able to pass pass the ball down the field, but I think it's gonna be a wild one. I think we're gonna see a lot of things going on. I think we're gonna see lots of turnovers. I think we're gonna see high tempo, but I do think we're gonna see a lot of scoring. But I do have the Browns winning this one 28 to twenty-four.
0: Okay. Um and 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 I I don't think that's far off at all. I think it's definitely going to be a close game. Uh, to me, the Forty ers are undefeated. I, I I like the direction of the organization, the way this team is going. I think that they have a very young and up and coming defense. Yep. Uh, you know, their linebackers are solid. You know, they got talent on the back end. Uh, their front four guys are starting to play very well. Um, And we saw the last time that they played before the bye week when they played the the Steelers, they forced forced a lot of turnovers. Um, To me, I think that they had an early bye. um, And with the momentum that Cleveland is bringing in, I think that uh, it's going to overwhelm them. Uh, I I, I look for Nick Chubb to have another big game. I look for Nick Chubb to be a solid uh, playmaker for the Browns. I think Odell Beckham. Uh, he's going to have a challenge on his hands again. I think he's going to have a good matchup against Sherman. Yes, he uh, is. But, but, but believe it or not, I, I think the Browns take this, and I do think it's going to be a close game. I have the Browns winning 20-17. to 17. Um, I just think that, you know, the momentum from beating a big team, uh, a division rival like Baltimore, and, and coming into uh, San Francisco to play those guys, I think they see it as another big challenge, another undefeated team, uh, 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 an undefeated team team that they're about to go against and another opponent that um, is a quality opponent. So I think that they're definitely going to go ahead um, and show show what they're made of. I think that the defense is is coming up a little bit better. Um, they have a, a, a very young secondary in terms of experience playing together right now due to all the injuries, but I think that the front guys are starting to play well. Um, they'll apply some pressure uh, on San Francisco. I think uh, Jimmy Garoppolo and those guys have had some fumbling issues a little early on in the season, so I think that uh, they'll apply some pressure to them and they'll come out on top.
1: And that brings us to our next game, which is uh, last but not least, the Titans and the Bills. Now, both these teams, uh, we we were talking about them the last couple of weeks. In the beginning of the season, we were talking about how terrible the Titans were. and In the beginning of the season, we were talking about how Decent the Bills were, um, especially, you know, last week against the Patriots where they held they held them accountable. You know, they they, they played a fairly decent game holding Tom Brady to his worst um, passing game in, in a while. Um, and it was only 1610, which I thought was pretty, pretty impressive that the Browns were able to hold the, pa- the Patriots to such a low scoring game. Um, and also the Titans coming back um, uh, last week with the win as well. Um, showing out, and Marcus Mariota looks like he's trying to prove something. Um, he, he looked really well, and we're going we're gonna to see how the, their, their offense starts clicking this week, coming off that win last week. I think that win is going to give them a lot of confidence. Um, Derrick Henry, uh, another one, like I said, that big body back, I think he, he's going to be very useful in this game. Uh, also, I think that hopefully, I'm praying that they get some sense and they start using Deion Lewis a little more, Because he is a a back that they could use in a lot of formations, a lot of of different ways. But it is yet to be seen. Um, I think once they realize that they have what they have in their hands and start using him more efficiently, that they could they could be very formidable. Um, But I for this game, I do have the Titans winning this Um, 28-14. The only reason I have the Titans winning this 28-14 because I don't think the Bills are gonna be prepared um uh for the pat for the passing game. Uh yet, yet their secondary is solid and their and their forefront is solid, but I think Marcus Mariota got some form in the back pocket, and I think he's ready to snipe him. Uh
0: yeah, this is this is gonna be a good game and uh in the AFC South. All the teams in the AFC South are 2 and 2 Um, this is a big game for the Titans. Um, they're already, uh, they've already lost the division game to the Jaguars earlier in the year. Um, they have some sort of momentum building up. And we did talk about the Titans and, uh, head coach Mike Rabel possibly being on the, on the hot seat. Maybe if they, you know, don't get something good going, but they have an elite defense they, they have a solid defense, and they get mm-hmm. after the quarterback. And uh, I think that what makes the Bills an efficient offense right now is their running game. And I think once you shut yes. their running game down, they're in trouble. And I think the Titans have the perfect defense and the perfect they're the perfect team to come in and stop the run of the Bills, the run attack. So – uh A.J. Brown, who had a phenomenal game last week. He had two touchdown catches. He's been their most consistent receiver. I know Corey Davis has been there a few years and Delaney Walker, but he's starting to emerge as Mariota's number one guy, and I think that they're starting to build some chemistry, and I, I definitely think that he's going to have another solid game. He's a big, big-bodied receiver. Uh, he can get to the high point. Uh, he's, he's developing into a pretty decent route runner. I know so far in the season they've had him on sort of kind of like the post routes, um, going deep. Uh, so you know I think they're gonna start working, working him a little bit more underneath, uh, getting him, getting him some more comeback routes. Uh, you know to get him the ball more so he can make plays with his uh, his body and his legs. So I definitely think that uh, they're gonna overwhelm the secondary uh, of the Bills. Uh, They you're right. The Bills have been playing good. They've been they've Mm -hmm. been, you know, a dominant team so far defensively. They've played well. They you know, they don't allow too much. They you know, they kind of they're kind of a give and take team, you know, and uh, they'll, you know, take more than they give. And, you know, they've been playing solid. But I think that, you know, they lost to New England. Mm -hmm. I think with this Tennessee Titans team coming in, they're going to get another loss we're gonna kind of see them unravel a little bit um so I think it's a big game for the Titans they, they want to compete they remember they were a playoff team a year ago um so you know they want to stay in the conversation uh, as the season prolongs and they they want to definitely get uh you know uh stay in the conversation and get up back up there uh, in their division uh so you know they they this is a big game for them and I have them winning it uh, with a score of 34 20.
1: Yeah. And uh, like you said, the the Bills um their defense is really great. Now what I do want to point out is that one of their backs, Devin Devin Singletary, um you know, first week he's top performer and then you know he, he gets a hamstring injury. Now that puts Frank Gore in in the, hot, in, the in the driver's seat, but we, we Frank Gore can only do so much. He, he's, he's not he's not going to give you 120 yards a game maybe i mean he's not going to give you that consistently at least um he, he can definitely get get you that maybe one or two games uh in in a five game span but with devin singletary when healthy i think they're a be- they have a better offense that also gives him opportunity like you said with brown um coming into his own and be able to catch the, um catch those those balls down the field so we're going to have to see um I, like you said i do have the bills losing this to the titans so uh we we'll see what goes on on Sunday. Let's see if they can uh uh prove us wrong.
0: All righty, and that takes care of first down. We'll be right back. See y'all. Let's get to talking about the five best players at quarterback uh, that we think are going to be the five best players in the future uh, over the course of the next five years. Um, You know what it is. This is the down that comes after the first. It's second down. Um, D-Dub, go ahead with your quarterbacks.
1: Okay, now we're talking about the top five quarterbacks of the future. Let me break it down for you. Um, first of all, I'm going with, I'm going with the top and I'll break it down and you already know it's not even biased. It's proven, um, your guy, Pat Mahomes, the ones that you love so much. So, um, you already know Pat Mahomes is one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time, uh, as a, as not really a rookie because he did sit out his technically his rookie year, but for me, I consider his rookie year his actual year where he started, um, and to throw up fifty touchdowns in his rookie season, undoubtedly. And it looks like this year he's going to follow up with that same performance. Um, granted, um, last game he didn't—you know—he didn't have any—you know—passing TDs, but he's still one of the top quarterbacks in the league, averaging over three hundred yards a game now with that being said which other quarterback do you see to have doing that right now nobody um the way he's throwing right now is the way that Drew Brees was throwing uh, a couple of years ago when he was at or averaging almost 400 yards a game and Drew Brees is no doubtly a first ballot hall of famer um Pat Mahomes is right behind him and i think that he he's going to be um, a, a hall of famer and definitely going to be a top 5 qb in the next Next couple of years, um, also have uh, Carson Wentz. Um, as many people know, Carson Wentz has been a little bit of injury prone, but when he's on the field, his numbers speak volumes. Um, he is a top tier quarterback, and I do think that when healthy and having these specific uh, key players around him, he can make big plays. He's taken Philly to the playoffs before, and I think he, I think he will be able to do it again. Uh, as long as his receivers can hold the ball and make some more plays, then they too can be successful. I I know Philly paid him uh, uh, top dollars, and there's a reason they paid him top dollars because he can make plays. He can lead the team to a championship. He did it. Um, granted, he wasn't the one playing in the championship. Nick Foles is the one that you know went out through the playoffs, but he's he's the reason. Why they even got to the playoffs in the first place? Um, they did have a solid running game. They, they their passing game was elite, but you had but you know was injured that season. And, uh, going forward, my number three, Jared Goff. Um, Jared Goff is coming a long way um, from his rookie season to now. Uh, you could see his progression. Um, this season, he's been struggling a little bit, uh, as you can see. Uh, but it's not just him; it's the team as a whole defensively they've been letting up a lot of points uh their forefront isn't performing as strongly as they were last year but he's still putting up numbers they're still putting up 30 points in games but jared Goff, i could see in the foreseeable future uh being a top tier quarterback next i got lamar jackson michael vick reincarnate in the last couple games we haven't seen Lamar Jackson perform like he did in the first two games. But, undoubtedly, he's still got his feet. His feet are going to get him out of trouble. They get him out of the pocket, and they're also going to help him perform. Um, I think he's, in the next five years, he's definitely going to smash a lot of records, especially rushing records as a quarterback. I think he's going to smash Cam Newton's record. I think he's going to smash uh, even some of Michael Vick records. Michael Vick's records. Um. Passing, he also can throw the ball. And this is what, what I want to see come going forward in the next five years, uh, is him continue to throw the deep ball and, and continue to uh, have those com- uh, a, high, a high pass passer completion rating. Um, I think that uh, with his comfortability now sitting in the pocket, that growing in the next couple of years, he's going to be even more elite than he is now. I think his struggles have come uh, right now with um, the offensive line not uh, performing the last two weeks. If they if they were able to perform like they did in week one and week two, granted they were going under lesser teams, if they can maintain that level of performance no matter what team that they're playing against, they give him yeah, the best chance and the best opportunity to remain a top QB. Absolutely. Lastly, um, My last quarterback at number five is a a sleeper. Um, Not really a sleeper, but he doesn't get a lot of attention as much as he should, and that's Russell Wilson. Uh, Russell Wilson is the most durable QB behind Eli Manning. Um, Russell Wilson has started every game in his career. Every game. And his stats um, have proven it. If you see... um, he his Q, his QBR this season is ninety one point nine. Uh, he's already he already has fourteen hundred yards and twelve TDs and zero interceptions. Uh, his his QBR in the fourth quarter is seventy six point one. Uh, if this is not elite, then I don't know what is. Um, this is why they paid him top dollar. This is why he is the highest paid quarterback. This is why they gave him, in my opinion, a max contract with. Guaranteed dollars. So going forward, Russell Wilson, uh, he 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 trumps a lot of other quarterbacks out there. Just one on his durability, his durability and his attitude. His, his attitude on and off the field carries his his long will carry him and give him longevity. Um, down, down and going in these years. What do you think, Ollie?
0: Um. Yeah. Uh, the list so close, so close to being um almost identical. Uh I, I definitely agree with your top two choices, uh, Mahomes and Wentz in that respective order. Uh starting with the former, uh, you know, I, I Mahomes is, is is legit. Um he he's a great quarterback right now. Um I know that uh it's only year two. Um and and from the outside looking, you know, in all we want is to see him keep doing it. Um, I think that's the biggest thing with Mahomes. We want to see him keep being spectacular. Um, And with that comes a level of, uh, you know, mental toughness, preparation. And I think he has all those tools. Um, I I said it, you know, before. I think that there's a level of respect that he has for his teammates and his teammates have for him that enables him to perform at the level that he performs at. Uh, You know, you even look at, you know, uh, Last week, being down, you know, he, he went into the huddle and rallied those guys and, you know, was able to get them to where they needed to be at the end of the game, uh, right in a position to win the football game. Uh, as far as uh, the latter goes, Carson Wentz, um, tremendous talent. I think that he uh, definitely has the attitude and the drive. Uh, you know, I think he can carry his teammates and you know he's 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 not worried about you know what people have to say um you know he, he's not worried about the critics he, you know he goes in does his job gets his you know gets his paycheck and rolls out at the end of the day uh so you know that that that's the type of attitude uh that he needs especially playing in Philly um you know they're hard on their fan you know the fans are hard on on the players in Philly um and you know that that's a tough uh you know sports crowd uh and you know they they like they like the feeling of winning um and you know they i don't think that the the, the Philadelphia fan base have, have felt secure with a quarterback since Donovan McNabb absolutely um, right you know he's the first he's the first quarterback i think that gives them a, a sense of security mm-hmm. in terms of you know being a solid quarterback that can lead them in the future. And you're right. You know, uh, you know, a few years ago, they wouldn't have been in the position to win the Super Bowl if it wasn't for him. Uh, week in and week out, he played as the best quarterback in the NFL. Um, And, you know, uh, people might have been a little concerned when he came out uh, number two because he came from a small school in North Dakota. So, you know, but this guy's a baller. Um, mean, he really performs well. You
1: know, you know what's crazy? The uh, you were talking about <clears throat> how Philly is a tough crowd. Uh, Philadelphia, they gave Donovan McNabb a tough time in Philly before they started embracing him, and even after they embraced him, they quickly turned on him. They quickly turned on him in Philly, um, but it's not it's not the same right now in uh, <clears throat> with with uh, Carson Wentz. They they've take they they truly embraced him as uh, the future of Philadelphia. And I do believe that
0: he is a top tier quarterback. Yeah, yeah. Um and, and I think like like I said, I just feel like they have a sense of security with with Wentz that they haven't had in a long time and I think that they're ready to roll with this guy. Um as far as uh number three on my list, I know it's early, but I've got Daniel Jones. Um and the reason I got him so high on the list, um, and I think that he's gonna be a sharp, sharp quarterback. Um, you know over the next 5 years is because number 1 he has the right demeanor um in the system and in the town that he's in uh you know he he's a confident guy he has all the tools athletically to be a dominant pocket passer uh he can he has the mobility to move around the pocket um and he's a winner um you know he 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 has heart uh i think You know, with the right coaching and the right talent around him, I think he's definitely going to be something special in the league. Um, I I think he's just a a really all around good player. Um, You know, there are definitely some things that he needs to work on. He's young, he's a rookie right now. Um, He definitely needs to sharpen, you know, uh, protecting the ball and, uh, you know, not holding it on uh, too long. So, Uh, There's definitely things that he needs to learn. But I think that, you know, over the next five years, he's somebody that we're going to talk about a lot, especially being in a tough division uh, and having, you know, competition week in and week out, uh, you know, in that tough division. Uh, You know, if you win those division games before you know it, you know, you're somebody that 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 they're game planning for every week. So, you know, uh, he definitely has a bright future. Um, as far as number four goes, um, Jared Goff, um, just like Carson Wentz, I think he has the right temperament. Um, he has swagger. Um, you know they were the number one and number two picks respectively that year. Uh, but you know, success early in their in, in their careers, already both going, uh, being part of Super Bowl teams. Uh, you know, I think Goff has the talent. He's with a great coach, uh, coach who understands him and puts. Puts the right plays in for him. Uh, people forget when Jerry Goff was a rookie, he had Jeff Fisher as his coach. And he was terrible. Um, you know, they made the change and got Sean McVay in. Um, it completely changed things for him. Uh, you know, they got him in a system where he's thriving. Uh, and, you know, he's been, very, he, he, he's been very successful in that system. Uh, he's put up consistent numbers. Uh, and, you know, he's led one of the high-powered offenses over the last several years um so i definitely think he has a bright future um ahead of him um as far as number five goes i have lamar jackson um like you said um he's he's the second coming um but he's the second coming of lamar jackson i don't think he's quite uh michael vick um i think he's a little bit of a different player i think that uh you know he definitely has a good arm Uh, And he's more accurate than I think people give him. Yes. Uh, You know, I I think he he puts the ball in tight places for his guys. And, uh, you know, he has a good bunch of receivers right now that that help him out. He's got those good tight ends uh, down there in Baltimore that are helping him out. So, you know, I think that he has good pieces. Um, I think in the next five years we're going to talk about Lamar Jackson a lot. I think that, you know, we're going to talk about uh, the Ravens do a good job of building. I mean, I think they're gonna put the right pieces around him and 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 surround him with talent and help him take the next step. Uh, and and like I said, I I see you know this team being division winners. I see them being you know him being in the conversation of of the best quarterback in the future. You know, all these old guys that we've been accustomed to for so long, you know, they're moving on out. You know, it's a new era coming in, and he's gonna be one of those guys leading the new era. He's also um, he's also now,
1: got um. uh his awareness is a lot better than Mike Vicks. That's one thing I forgot to mention before: is that he, his his acuity, his visual acuity of, of where he where he takes his runs, uh, and he he's not he doesn't just go and drop his shoulder and you know put his butt, his his body and his, his, at at risk like Michael Vick did. His feet, he lets his feet really do the work and you know let himself glide. Whether it's in a slide or taking himself out of bounds, but he he definitely doesn't put his, his himself in that kind of danger. And I think that's one one thing that um, Michael Vick did is just you know go out and you know he was making plays, but he he wasn't a, a willing you know wasn't afraid to drop his shoulder and you know take some of these hits. Lamar Jackson is smooth. He's it's like he glides when when you see him run, and he he doesn't have to take those hits. And the, the fact that he's a he avoids those hits and is still able to make those solid, those so- solid and beautiful runs. It's amazing. It's amazing to watch. Um, and you're right. We are we are going to see him in the next five years.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, and and uh, I mean, he 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 does do his best to to slide around. He does take some hits and. And that's the one thing, you know, that's the that's the only thing I I I'm worried about as far as him being a runner. I think that he, you know, should just just protect himself. You you don't want a RG3 situation where you know you're you're at a, a peak level and and you don't just slide, you know. So, you know, uh I, I hope he learns that. Um as far as is you having Russell Wilson on your on your uh, uh, uh top 5 I I do like Russell Wilson and I think that that Thursday night game the other day proved that. Mm -hmm. Um, He he is a legit quarterback. Um, I think that um, he's been a model of consistency in Seattle. Um, You look at his stats, 112 stats, as you pointed out, uh, he hasn't missed a game. Uh, You know, he 64.2% completion over seven years. Uh, You know, so like he he's getting the ball to his receivers. Um, you look at his his total touchdowns, 196 total touchdowns to only 63 interceptions. Uh, you know he he definitely has the stats. Um, I I, I definitely you know will put Russell Wilson in in my honorable mention. Um, over the next five years, I, I think he's you know he's a little bit older than some of these guys on this list. So you know I kind of you know have them as is taking a torch, uh, but Russell Wilson is definitely solid. Now, a young guy that I did not put on the list that, you know, you kind of like him uh, is Deshaun Watson. Yeah, um, I know they, notable you know, mention,
1: notable mention.
0: Yeah, and I know that you had some stats that, you know, about Deshaun Watson that, you know, that you pointed out earlier about, you know, his skills. Yeah.
1: Um, Deshaun Deshaun Watson, uh, to be honest, we, we he would definitely be in that top 5 if it wasn't for you know that tragedy in the first season where he got hurt he was dominating his rookie season almost leading the league in passing yards until he got hurt um now and then you know to come back your the, the following season recovered and to put on you know a performance um Deshaun, Deshaun Watson I think is uh the definitely the future of the Texans um you could, you could tell the way that he's connecting with his receivers that he's not afraid to stay in the pocket and try and make, and make some of these throws. Now, the only thing that's a problem is longevity, and that has to do with um, his offensive line. Now, uh, with that being said, um, he is an honorable mention, and I, and, I, and I do think depending on how it ends this year uh, with, his, with, with the team, if they make the playoffs or not, um, where it will determine uh, where where he stands as far as a quarterback, um, his will and his tenacity are great, and I, I do think that's what really carries him forward. Uh, the same thing like you were talking about Daniel Jones, um, that you know his his attitude is what really carries him forward. Um, I think that confidence is going to go a real long way. Uh, you know, in two thousand seventeen. In his first seven games, he had uh, about seventeen hundred yards, and in two thousand eighteen, he had uh, uh, playing all sixteen games, he had over four thousand yards. So I, I I think you know he's gonna go a long way. Um, he didn't do do you know Pat Mahomes' numbers as far as TDs, but I think his his ability to extend plays and to and to you know get himself outside the pocket when need be is gonna help him. But we just have to, you know, they just have to really protect him in order to protect him, uh, uh, for that longevity for him to last the next five years. But with with that being said, let's go on to our top five running backs. Go ahead, Ali. With, let me hear what you got for your top five.
0: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Top five running backs, and we'll you know just give it give it straight forward to you. Saquon, uh, Alvin Kamara, Ezekiel Elliott. Uh I got two sleepers at the end James Conner and Nick Chubb. Um straightforward I think Saquon's the best back in the league hands down. Mm-hmm. Um as a res- as a receiving back, he's phenomenal as a blocking back. Uh he's phenomenal. He got he improved throughout the season last year as a blocking back. Um we already know about the you know the the jukes, the the You know, the the running people over, jumping over people, spinning around people, taking into the house uh, at will, Um, you know, he's the complete package. Um, As far as Alvin Kamara goes, I think he's right there, Um, you know, in in terms of being the ultimate dual dual back. Um, He's a threat receiving, he's a threat running, he's a threat returning, uh, he's a threat blocking for you. Um, Alvin Kamara is the real deal. Um the reason I have him over Ezekiel Elliott is only because I think he's a better receiving back than Ezekiel Elliott. Yes. Uh, not to say that Ezekiel doesn't have that talent, um I think the talent is definitely there for Elliott. Um I think he's just not utilized that much in that fashion. Um but Ezekiel is phenomenal. Um ever since he came into the league he's been good and and what a you know what a surprise he's been. What a boost of energy he's been for Dallas. Um, You know, I think people really underestimate the value of him because I don't think Dak Prescott would be where Dak Prescott is now if it wasn't for Ezekiel Elliott. Um, I think he came into a perfect situation because he had a running back. Like I always allude to, you know, a security blanket that you can hand it off to or dump it off to underneath. So, you know, that's what Ezekiel Elliott has done for Dak Prescott. And I think that it's elevated his game. Um, I think Ezekiel is definitely one of the top guys. Um, as far as James Connor goes, um, he went into a situation last year where he took over uh, for Le'Veon Bell, who was phenomenal top back in the league. And uh, he did nothing but produce. Uh, he went in over a thousand yards, um heavy workload and he produced for them. Um he you know he had a phenomenal season last year um and he's only improving this year. Uh, I think that you know even though the offensive line has been a little bit so-so for them uh in Pittsburgh he's still being a productive running back. Uh so you know I definitely like him. Um and of course number 5 Nick Chubb. Uh phenomenal. Uh you look at what he did last year over 13 on uh, over 100 yards uh oh, uh a game when he came in uh he had over uh 1000 total yards for the season um and not even playing a full season as the starter uh so you know he he's already on a good pace this this season uh we saw him just have a tremendous game last week uh where he performed exceptionally well um i think that he uh, and the rest of these guys in this group are going to carry that baton. You know, I, a lot of talk is that, you know, shelf life of running back is five years, six years. You know, they don't play that long. But I think that these these guys right here, um, I think that they have the, the, the skill set. Uh, I think that they have the talent uh, to take them to the next to the next level. These are the guys who every time you see them on the field, they're giving the, the defensive guy the blues. You know, they these are the guys that you see making the highlight plays. And I think that they're very consistent in their craft. And they're going to take it to the next level.
1: Yeah. Um, I agree with you in some places. I definitely agree with you on Saquon as as the top back in the league. Um, uh, definitely agree with you on Kamara. Uh, uh, and also agree with you on Nick Chubb. But... I do, I do have to add that I feel like you're missing one of the premier backs in the league right now that is performing phenomenally and Christian McCaffrey. Now, um, Christian McCaffrey is a top back. He is a threat no matter where you put him. You can line him up in the slot. You can line him up as a, re- a traditional back. You can even put him as a quarterback running the wildcat. He is a beast. When he touches the ball, it's a problem. Going, um, looking at his uh, stats right now, he's averaging about 4.8 yards uh, per rushing attempt this year. On 86 attempts, he already has 411 yards and 4 TDs. Uh, now, the only problem that I do see right now is overutilization. Um, because the issue with Cam Newton in the quarterback situation, uh, so unless they could find a way to, you know, manage the workload, because um, he's already got almost surpassed what what his uh, um, his workload was last year. So noting noting that overutilization is the only thing stopping him from from lasting five years, but. If he can remain healthy, I do not see why he will not be a top back in five years. Um, noting that his uh, some of his stats from last year uh, in two thousand and eighteen broke a thousand yards. He broke a thousand yards. He's the only running back um, that was close to breaking a thousand rushing yards, as well as a thousand receiving yards. Eight hundred and sixty-seven receiving yards. Now, how many backs in the NFL are break almost breaking a thousand and a thousand? Not many, not many. Uh, maybe maybe one or two. Um, between him and and, and, and uh, of course Saquon was one of the top receiving backs last year as well, uh, and he didn't have that as as many yards as as Christian McCaffrey. So I think that going forward, he's he's definitely going to be uh, a very formidable back. This year on 80, you know, 86 carries, 411 yards, again, like I said, on almost half the carries, he's almost got more than half the amount of yards that he had last year. Um, oh, sorry, less than half the carries. He's got almost more than half of, of the yards that he had last year. Going forward, I think that he's going to be a great running back. The Panthers just need to find uh, pieces on the offensive line to help protect him. As well as the quarterback, because at the end of the day, Carolina is relying heavily on him, and they're gonna, they're gonna, other teams, good teams, are gonna figure it out. Just like they did with Dallas, with Zeke, they shut him down and, and they, they, they locked down the running game. It's only a matter of time for Carolina before they shut down Christian McCaffrey, and we'll, we'll see going forward.
0: Oh uh, yeah, um, I, the only reason I don't have McCaffrey on my list is because I don't think he's gonna make it. Uh, you know, I, I they use him too much. Uh, there's nobody else on the team. Uh, like you said, they you know I I, I don't trust their receivers. Uh, you know, Greg Olson, he's good, but you know they don't have a legit quarterback right now. Be Kyle Allen. Um, you, we don't know. He he may be the next guy um, in Carolina. We don't know. Um, but I think that McCaffrey needs more help. Um, and you're right. He, he has what already 411 yards right now. He had 435 his rookie year. So he's Mm -hmm. already on pace to eclipse that, um, he, he had, you know, in a quarter of a time. Yeah. And he had, he had over a thousand yards last year. He's already on pace to eclipse what he had last year. Like you said, um, I think that they're just using him too much. And, uh, you don't want to overwork your workhorse, you know. You you want your workhorse to be able to come in, get the job done every Sunday, and that's it. You don't want to put run him into the ground, and that's where I feel like Carolina's headed. Um, that's the only reason he's not in my top five. Um, a a a, a notable guy that I'm glad isn't in your top five. I uh, think heavens is is Melvin Gordon. Uh, I know that we discussed <laughs> that you know before but thank heavens yeah. that he's not there because he's ass um i he's not good uh you know i i said before i i thought that he gave his all in college and it's unfortunate because in the NFL he's just not cutting it um you know he's average outside of last season when he averaged 5.1 carries he averaged 3.5 3.9 and 3.9 you know so that's that's who he is he's a 3.9 guy so you know he's he's not that good, um you know but it is kind of tough to find you know there's a lot of young young guys um you know young running backs right now um you know that have potential you look at Detroit on Johnson, uh, you look at uh you know uh Green Bay with Aaron Aaron Jones you know there's a lot of young guys you know Kareem Hunt who 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 is phenomenal before his situation. So you know, there's a lot of young guys, and do you, think, you know, um
1: do you think Lindsey, uh,
0: uh Lindsey Phillip, uh, is, is a top back in Phillip Denver? Phillip Lindsey, Phillip, sorry, Lindsey. I think he, 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 he's solid. Um, I, I, I think that they need to figure out who would, what back they want to use in Denver. Um, they have two good young backs. They have Royce Freeman and they have Phillip Lindsey, and I think Phillip Lindsey is another one of those dual threat guys that gets the job done. Uh, but I think that. Uh, the state of confusion um you know in in Denver with who which back we use kind of hurts both backs but you know just just you know those guys are perfect examples you know there you know there's a bunch of young guys and uh you know a a guy like Melvin Gordon who who thinks he deserves top dollar is what have you done for me you know outside of last season what have you really done for me um but you know okay
1: well I mean, yeah, there, 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 there is the inconsistencies here and there. There, you know, some some injuries here and there, as well as the low, uh, uh, uh the the low statistics and the um average in, in his yardage, um, you know, 3.9, 3.5. You can say that, but at the same time, in the last t- in the last three years, can you say Todd Gurley was a top
0: back? I mean, yeah, I mean he, he's performed and I know and I know that, 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 that the the that, the the debate is gurley has played more games and but gurley has been hurt too.
1: Gurley Gurley has been hurt too, but at the same time he's also played a, a whole half season more. They've been in the league uh the same amount of years, but Gurley has played eight more games and the only difference in total yards is fifteen hundred yards. Now, if you if you do the math over eight games, Melvin Gordon was averaging about uh, almost he would have eaten up at least minimum 800 of those yards and would so I think if he did play those eight games he would be in that conversation of top back. Um, the only the issue is is that his numbers are low in you know his average in yards per carry and to be honest, I, that definitely has to do with the offensive line. That abysmal, abysmal offensive line in in San Diego is trash. Um, You could see it. Most of Phillip Rivers' plays is him taking a three-step or five-step drop back and chucking it like he has never chucked it before. And most of the time, he has always landed landed it to Keenan Allen or, you know, at the time trying to get it to Antonio Gates with a godsend because that offensive line was abysmal. Now, Melvin Gordon it, it it depends on his durability. Um, like you said, he he and Todd Gurley have been injured. Uh, each 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 of their injuries have you know differed. Uh, Melvin Gordon you know been out a little bit more, but I think that Melvin Gordon is a better receiving back than Todd Gurley. Um, so we're gonna have to see. It, it is a notable it is a, it is a notable mention, and we definitely. We definitely, I definitely want to see what he has to offer this weekend, especially after you know he was asking for those big dollars. Let's see if he's gonna go out and play for those big dollars.
0: He's not gonna give him nothing, and he's definitely not a a better receiver back than Todd Todd Gurley. I, I, let's not, let's and, not and, I mean, who, and, and and we, we the, you, you, you said, said
1: he he was also a top fantasy top fantasy. I know, boy, and, and you
0: you said that, well. but it. That's because he's get getting you 10 touchdowns in the season I mean I know that's production I know that that's what you're paying the guy for to get you in the end zone and I know that he's been getting in the end zone but three point nine yards a carry playing less than playing an average of 11 to twelve games a season I need more especially if you want to be paid like the top back um you know you I need, need more, more from we
1: you. need we also need more blocking we need we need an offensive line that's going to block. I can't get a set hike and you, you're only giving me a second and a half of the best blocking you've ever had. No. we I, You need a minimum of four and a half to five seconds on the block. If you can't get that, you can't get nowhere. And to be honest, he's getting those 3.9, 3.8 at yards per carry on his own. That line is not doing nothing for him. If, if you were to put – um, if you were to put – Melvin Gordon in uh, Los Angeles behind that offensive line, there is no way that that he is not putting up the same numbers as Todd Gurley, hands down, hands down. And anyone could have argued that because that offensive line that they put around Todd Gurley is five times, five times as more capable than what he had in San Diego. And to, for him to even put up remotely close to, to those numbers is remarkable. And that's the only thing, and I'm going to leave it at that.
0: And and you know that's that's the best thing about cover season because we we can dive in into our opinions all day long and and you know uh, Todd Gurley's line just got good and he was able to produce those numbers but we'll 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 end end it right here we'll 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 keep arguing about about our running backs uh you know uh, at another time uh it's over second down is over. We're getting ready to end the show. Uh, We want to let you guys know that we're here. Uh, Keep on asking us questions. Keep on talking to us.
1: Yeah, we want to thank you guys for listening. This has been another episode. Continue to visit us at our page, um, anchor.fm slash coverage season. Continue to listen to us on all our platforms. Support us. And remember, uh, soon to come, we will be giving away our prizes to our top supporters of the month, our, our, play, our supporters who also have the top picks of the month. Um, if you want more information, feel free to email us and we'll be able to give you more information on, on the raffles. All right. Thank you for listening and we'll see you guys later.